You are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. If you would like to learn more, you can visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org. Today's episode is going to be so much fun. We have Tracy Slobodian with us. Now, Tracy Tracy offers something that is just absolutely beautiful. She creates what she refers to as life beads and her soul essence business is all about taking the ashes from our loved ones. And then she makes absolutely incredible, incredible beads and pendants from them. And, and each life bead is hand sculpted and it is absolutely amazing. The process that she goes through from receiving the ashes to discussing and, and creating and, and figuring out what, what that piece is going to look like. And then she literally infuses the soul essence of the loved one who has departed into the piece that she's creating is absolutely fantastic. And I am just so excited that she's here with us today. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am just so excited to have you here with us and to share all about everything that you create. Now, would you would you start us off with a bio? Would you help us understand who you are and, and how you got into doing what you're doing? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, So I grew up in a little tiny town in Manitoba, um, and I've been in Calgary for about, gosh, 22 years, something like that now. Um, So I took fine arts in university because I wanted to be an artist, um, as all little girls want to be. And um, then I actually fell into doing interior design in Calgary. So that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. Um, And I started doing some glass about 2007, 2006, I think is when I first uh, took my first glass course. Um, So I've been doing glass ever since then. And um, about 10 years ago, I had some very good friends of mine who passed away in a car accident. And the family asked me if I could make something with their ashes. And I didn't actually know that that was possible. So I looked it up and it turns out you absolutely can. So I um, contacted a couple other artists in the States that did it and had some conversations and got some tips and um, had a really hard time doing those first ones because they were such good friends of mine. Oh, I might even cry. (laughs) So that was, yeah, yeah, it was really tough. So, you know, working with their ashes was a real big honor for me, but it was also really hard to do. Um, so I just did that for the family. And after that, it was sort of a kind of a word of mouth. It sort of spread people found, Oh, I saw that you did this. Oh my goodness. Can you make me something? Can you do something for me? I have, you know, my pet that passed away. I've got my parents, like whatever the case was, it kind of just blossomed from there. So then I just started a whole new website that was dedicated just to the memorial pieces. Um, and that's pretty much all I'm doing now. It's actually kind of surprising if I make any pieces without ashes these days. It's pretty much uh, the legacy of uh, Jennifer and Darren is kind of what started this whole company. So, oh, I love that. I can feel yeah. that energy. That is so beautiful. I love that. Now, are there so so help us so help us understand what that mm-hmm. looks like? So, I've I've lost my loved one. I have ashes. 
um, how, what does that look like? Do you, you, I'm assuming you have people that call or they reach out and they want something made. And so walk us through what that looks like. Right. So um, most of the time these days, it's sort of a, an email or a message on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. Um, and they'll just let me know who it was that passed away, what they want to have made. Um, so if they're in Calgary, they'll just come over to my home studio and drop off, you know, a little tiny bit of ashes. I don't need very much. Um, like less than a teaspoon is plenty to work with. Um, so then when the glass is in a molten state, I actually roll it into the ashes and then put more clear glass over top to encase it. Um, so then that's where you can really see the ashes shining through. Um, so that's sort of the process of how it is. I do have quite a few clients that are out of town. I have people from the States, from Canada, from other parts of the world. And so they'll just mail them to me. And then we just have a conversation back and forth as to what they want to have made and the colors that they're interested in that sort of thing. So that's, oh, that's the process. I love that. That is absolutely beautiful. And, and will you share with our listeners um, sort of your, your process. So, so you've received the ashes and you're sitting down to create, can you just sort of, and I'm zinging as I, as I say this, it just, it just, the energy is just so incredible. So, so you're sitting down to create and then and mm -hmm. explain how you bring in the essence of that soul. Well, I do, if it is a person, I do always ask what kind of music that they liked um, while they were living, just so that I could sort of honor them in that way by listening to that music while I'm creating. So I usually start with um, saging the room just because there are a lot of spirits down there with all the work I've done over the years. Um, so then I'll just play that kind of music that the person enjoyed. Um, and I work with them that way. I will sometimes set up, I'll take, I have a kind of a camera arm that I can take a short video so that I can send it to the loved one to show them the process of how it's made. Um, and people really do enjoy that. They love seeing how it's, how it's made and they like that connection that they're part of the process. So I do that quite often. And then I put it into the kiln and wait till I get to see it the next morning. <laughs> and sometimes when you're working, you know, as you're making, you're like, oh, this is going to be a really pretty one. So you can just tell the way that it's forming and how the colors are working. But it looks totally different when it's in a hot molten state than it does after the fact. So sometimes it's a total surprise, especially if you're working with um, any of the glass that have a raku or kind of a, a striking effect it will have a different result every single time. So you never quite know what you're going to get when you open the kiln some morning. So that's also quite fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is just so beautiful. And, and what a unique way to, to have your loved one close to you. So, so out of everything that you've created, uh, do people tend to gravitate toward bracelets or pendants, or is it a wide variety of, of different pieces? It's a pretty big variety. I would say pendants are probably the top thing that I that I've been selling for quite a few years or Pandora bracelets or Pandora beads just to add to a bracelet. Um, I've been doing full glass bracelets as well or kind of um, like a mala sort of size, like a Tiffany bead size with just a focal point, something like that. Um, or wrapped around a skeleton key. This is actually my Jennifer key that I take traveling with me all the time. Um, so it's just a, a skeleton key that you can wrap hot glass around that's kind of nice just to have, you know, as on your keychain in your pocket, you know, tucked away in your purse, like that kind of thing just to have with you. Um, and then recently I've been making a lot of rings because uh, I finally did find um, the way to set them into the bezel. So now I've been making quite a few rings. Oh, so I love that. Oh my gosh. 
I love yeah. that. Absolutely love that. And from our first conversation, when we were chatting earlier um, this mm-hmm. week, I remember I was thinking, oh, do I still have some of uh, some of Jesse's ashes? Oh my gosh, I have to look. And now I love this part. So um, for, you know, a lot of, a lot of the clients that, that I work with, um, they have had miscarriages. Right. So for someone who has had, who maybe doesn't have something physical that belong to their loved one, they don't have that aspect. Mm-hmm. How can they have you create for them? What I have done in that case is um, actually using baking soda inside the glass because the baking soda will mimic the sort of bubbles and the, like I call them life beads instead of memorial beads. Cause when you put the ashes inside, they float and dance and it just looks like life inside of the beads. Mm-hmm. So you can actually mimic that look a little bit um, by using baking soda inside the hot glass. So I have done that before for people and I'll just ask them to tell me a bit about them, you know, or if it's a child, you know, just anything about the stories or how they felt when they were pregnant, you know, that kind of thing, just to have a bit of a connection to the person while I'm creating that piece. So I've done that before. Um, Or if someone doesn't have ashes, but they have a lock of hair, um, you can put that in, but it does burn up. So it kind of turns into sort of a carbon. So you know that it's in there, but it doesn't look specifically like hair would. So I've done that before as well, but. Okay. And now I I love that. And so there was, we were chatting the other day and and you'd mentioned that sometimes people will go to, they'll bring you sand or they'll bring you different things like that. Can you share a little bit about that? (laughs) Yeah. So I actually have um, one uh, client who's been a client of mine for years and years and years, like way back when, when I was at all the trade shows, just selling glass jewelry with nothing inside. And um, she actually had a family house that was being torn down. So she asked, oh, can, can you do anything with the remains of the house? And I said, well, I don't know. Can you send me a photo? And there was brick on the house. So I said, oh, we'll chip off a little bit of brick and we'll see if we can do something. So she gave it to me and I just smashed it into, you know, kind of a fine powder and encased that into the glass. And it looked fantastic. So she made these beads for all of her siblings as a connection to their family home with the brick from their house. So that was really, really an interesting way to do that. Um, And then also just with traveling, I I love traveling. So I've been quite a few places and I always collect sand from different places that I've been. So I had the notion that, well, I wonder if you could encase sand because glass is sand, sand is glass, right? So I didn't know what would happen. Would it turn into also being glass? Would you still see it? I didn't really know what was going to happen. So I experimented and um, encased some, some sand inside and it does the same thing that the ashes do. So you can see the actual sand inside and then another clear portion over top. So now I do have um, a few people that when they're traveling, they'll pick up sand and send it to me and I'll make them a keepsake from that location that they've been. Uh, One client of mine, her husband passed away a few years ago now, and he was very young and they didn't get to travel as much as they wanted to. So I'll make her a cam bead and she'll take it with her on her trip. And then wherever she places him in the ocean, she'll bring sand from there and I'll make her a connection piece so that they always have that connection of wherever she's taken him in the world. So that's a pretty special, special thing that we've done for several years. So, Oh, I love that. That is just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Um, And now, now help us, help us understand a little bit more. I mean, you know, I would say that you are a medium (laughs) as you connect (laughs) in and you're experiencing um, the loved ones. And so, 
help us understand a little bit more about how, you know, you're, you have the ashes and you're, you're getting, you know, what you're creating. And then Mm -hmm. that energy of the soul is coming in and that energy is all imbued. And, and what does that feel like? What does that look like for you? Um, it's actually different every time I'd have to say, sometimes it's very strong and I'll feel the person right away. Sometimes I'll just kind of feel them sitting there watching me, but they don't say anything. Um, sometimes I'll smell something like, for example, (laughs) one time I was working and a lady had sent me a photo of her dad. And so I had it sitting beside me and didn't think much of it. And I was working away and all of a sudden I could smell something that smelled like it was on fire. And I'm looking around the room because I'm working with the flame and hot glass. I thought, did a little piece fall off on the ground? What's what's going on? And then I couldn't see anything. And I looked at the photo. He was at a campsite at the photo. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I'm smelling. And as soon as I recognized what it was, it went away. So <laughs> it was that. just a acknowledge me, like, okay, I see you. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Oh my yeah. gosh. So I've had that happen before. I'll catch a whiff, like a scent of, you know, of something like cologne or like a scent of, of something that I'll feel is, you know, is connected to that person. Um, sometimes I'll get, you know, just a download of information of words that are popping into my head. And then if I'm comfortable with who I'm working with, you know, for the, for the um, family member, if I feel that they're open, I should say not comfortable. If I feel that they're open to that sort of thing, I'll message them and say, Hey, you know, does this mean anything to you just to sort of get a feel for if it's the person that I'm connecting to. And they'll say, yes, actually that is what my, you know, my mom used to call my nephew peanut. Cause I was hearing peanut peanut in my head. I'm like, I wonder what that is. So I messaged I'm like, so does this mean anything to you? And it did. So then I thought, okay, this is who I'm connected to. Then more messages kind of come through or just different thoughts or things like that. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Oh, I love that. And I mean, and, and I'm sure that that it just varies from piece to piece and, mm-hmm. and the energies that you're working with. Um, and now when this was something I thought about earlier. I thought I have to ask her about this. Um, <laughs> now when, right, you've got this beautiful, beautiful piece created. And, and so if that person comes to you, you know, say to your, your studio in Calgary, your home, and, and they pick it up, have you seen their reactions? Like, is it, do they, like, what, what does that, what does that feel like? Do they oh, feel that? Yeah. I get a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah. I, I get a lot of joy, a lot of tears. It, it's a, it's a lot of everything. Um, and they'll usually grab it and kind of hold it to their hearts. Most of the time, as soon as they get it, that's where it goes. Um, I actually just had a lady pick up a ring this morning and it was her two dogs that we were combining into a ring. And we were talking about, Oh, should we do a ring that has two stones? And then we both thought, no, they want to be together. We both said it at the exact same time. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll mix them together because you have to be careful with that as well. Not everyone wants to be mixed with someone else. So, you know, as soon as she picked it up, she was just thrilled. She's like, oh, now I need to go and change my nail polish so that my ring matches my new nail polish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty wonderful thing to be able to give people that closure and that connection to have with their loved one because, you know, just a box sitting, you know, on an, you know, on a countertop or in an urn, you know, you just don't have that day to day that you have that with, with you. So it's just sort of a nice realm to, to have that connection. I love that. I think that that's so beautiful. I, I know several, 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 many, many people that, um, they have, 
they have their loved one's ashes and they have them in, you know, an urn or some sort of container, or I've seen, you know, boxes or, you know, they have them. And um, I've been chatting with everybody about you all week. And (laughs) so many people have just been saying, Oh, what a beautiful way it's, I mean, it's a keepsake, but it's also, you have them that you have them that close to you. You have, um, you have their essence like right there. And I mean, as you know, you know, from an energetic perspective, that Mm -hmm. energy is all around us, but just to have that special and to know that their loved one also had a role in the creative process. I think that I love that as well. Like, it's not just, you know, your client coming to you saying, here are the ashes, let's create this you bring in the essence of that soul and that energy is entwined and the love and the memories and just all of it imbued. I just mm-hmm. absolutely love that. I love and it. And sometimes I'll actually get physical things that will happen to me. Um, I was working with some uh, cremation ashes and I was just having this throbbing headache and I, it just would not stop. And it was very localized in one spot. And uh, my, uh, my spiritual guru, Susie, she always says, you have to ask, is this mine? And so, and I forget to do that all the time. So then I'll say, okay, is this mine? No, it's not. Then it clued in, oh, I wonder how, you know, this person passed away. So I messaged uh, the, the lady that I was working with. I said, oh, I just have a question, you know, did, you know, did your mom have like a head trauma or something with her head? And she's like, how did you know that? And that is how she passed away. And as soon as I recognized it, the headache went away. Um, and the same thing happened the other day with my heart. I, as soon as I got these ashes, my heart was just pounding out of my chest and I had just made some tea and I, and I, it was tea from Morocco from a spice market. And I thought, what is in this tea? I maybe shouldn't be drinking this tea. I thought that's what it was. And then I thought, no, I have to ask if this is mine. And of course it wasn't. Yep. And it turns out I messaged this lady. I said, um, did your dad have something with his heart? Again, how did you know that? That's how he passed away. He, his heart actually like exploded, basically. I'm like, okay, that's what it is. Wow. And then it was gone and it hasn't happened since. I still have him. He's still here, actually, because we're, we're still working on the ring. But it was just an acknowledgement of, you know, wanting me to, to see them or feel them in a way. Mm, and, then, and then it goes away. Oh. <laughs> but I just have to keep on remembering to ask if it's mine, because if not, I panic. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Something wrong with me. <laughs> right. It, it's true. And yeah, I, I can attest to that over the years. We're working I, on yeah. this. <laughs> it, it's right. It's an ongoing thing. And it's so yeah. true because I think a lot of people, um, and I teach this, you know, in, in the different classes that we offer. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, you know, my, my knees are really sore today. And I'll say, is that yours? Right. Um, no, that isn't <laughs> mine. Right. And yeah. it, it just comes out now. And people are just like, well, why am I experiencing that? And what is that? And it just, I love, I love that you experience all of it as well. Yeah, The energy, like that connection is just so unbelievable. And you don't really think about it sometimes. Like I, I just have to keep on taking myself back to that place of, okay, this may or may not be mine. I need to ask that question. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. I just think that that's just so fantastic. Now out of out of all of the, all the families that you've worked with, all the souls that you've, you've interacted with and created mm-hmm. these beautiful pieces with, are there any that, that really stand out to you after all this time? Are there any that you just, they're your favorite. They just, something magical happened, something crazy. You'd shared a story earlier yeah. about like funny, mm-hmm. funny, crazy stuff going on. Oh, I've got a few, <laughs> um, one in particular for sure, um, is Colton. 
Um, I worked with his ashes actually quite a few years ago now. And funny enough, his mom just sent me a text message yesterday saying, hey, I just wanted to check in, miss talking to you. We, we still stay connected. And this was probably two, three years ago that I worked on, on his beads, actually maybe more than that. Gosh, it's four or five years because, so here's the story. So I was working with his with his ashes and this was kind of at the beginning of me getting some downloads and hearing things and I didn't quite know I didn't trust what I was hearing I didn't know if it was just me or if I was making something up I didn't know what was happening so I just had said out loud okay Colton what do you want to listen to today and then I got this clunk that said blue machine like blue machine what is that so I Googled it or like looked it up on Spotify. It was a band from Denmark or Sweden or somewhere like that. But okay. So I'm listening to it. Not my kind of music, but we were listening to it. And then I sent her a message. His mom's name is Lori. And I said, did Colton like this, this band? She's like, yeah, that was one of his, of his favorites. He made me a CD for my car. I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy. And so from that point on, I, he just, I just kept feeling him and he kept talking to me and said he wanted to go to Amsterdam and I was going to Amsterdam for my 40th birthday. So I didn't say anything to her. And then when I was dropping off the order, I saw her in person and I said, you know, did, did Colton ever want to go to Amsterdam? Like, was that a thing? She's like, yes, we were supposed to be going for his boyfriend's birthday. And I said, I'm going there for my birthday. And she's like, when is it? September 23rd. His boyfriend's birthday was September 23rd. No. He was supposed to be in Amsterdam. So I said, okay, are you okay if I take one of his beads with me? Cause he really wants to go. Like, he's like, throw me in a canal, like, you know, do something. I just want to go there. Oh, and she said, absolutely. So I made a bead that had his ashes in it and I had him with me in my pocket. I was only there for five days. So I had him in my pocket the whole time thinking, okay, you tell me where you want to be, you know, let me know when you're ready and where you want me to place you. Well, he, he didn't say a peep for five days because he just wanted to be in Amsterdam. <laughs> he wanted the whole experience. So the, at the end of the day, it was like, I think one of the last days that we were there, then I felt, okay, this is, this is where I want to be. And it was actually a bridge and there were some locks and things like that on it. So I ran to the store and got a little lock to put his name on it and took pictures of the side street so that I could show his mom where he was. So if she ever went there, she knew which canal that, that we had thrown him into, <laughs> thrown him into that sounds terrible, but you know, but where he oh, yeah. wanted the rest. So, um, I threw the, uh, the bead into the canal and got some pictures and sent them to her. And then once I got home, I sent her all of the images and everything. And it turns out that that bridge that we were on was in one of his favorite movies, which I had no idea. So it was just the connections just didn't ever end with that. And I just thought that was so special, um, you know, to, to have that. And then I had a few beads of his that I didn't realize I had because somebody else was going to um, get them and then I didn't hear from them. And then I thought, oh, it's Mother's Day. And I didn't have that connection until he's like, oh, message my mom. Like, she's going to want them. And then I, I messaged her and she's like, well, I was actually just sitting at home crying because Mother's Day is coming and I don't have him again. And I thought, oh, my goodness. So he's still, you know, blessing her and giving her presents from you know, from beyond, which is pretty special. I love that. Oh my God. That is so fantastic. I love that. And, you know, just, just energetically, it just, it's, 
as we know, I mean, when we leave the physical, I mean, we're, we're not in any pain. We're not, you know, we're not experiencing anything with any physical ailments. We're Mm -hmm. just, you know, we're in this, this incredible expansive energy and what a beautiful gift for those loved ones to be able to be a part of that and to be, you know, to be able to download those divine little snippets of, of beautiful, beautiful love and energy and memories. And I just think that that's just so special. Like, it's just, you're, you're changing people's lives. I love that. Like it just, it really, really is. Um, and so that was Colton. And now, well, yes, yeah. I love that. I love and that. Was several years ago, because I'm 44. So yeah, like four or five years ago was was when that uh, when that all took place. So oh and we gosh. we still stay connected. Her, um, you know, his mom and I. So that's kind of special. That is so beautiful. I love that. And do you have any other any other stories you can share with us? Um, well, <laughs> a couple months ago, uh, I was working with um, with a lady's ashes and. I kind of knew from when her daughter dropped her off, she had said, had mentioned that she had been to a psychic or a medium. And I thought, oh, okay. So she's open to this. Cause I don't announce this to people. I don't say, oh, Hey, you know, give me your loved one and I'll give you a message. I, I don't say that, but if something pops through, I will normally ask them or kind of bring it up in conversation just to see if it kind of resonates or sits, you know, sits well with them. But right off the bat, when she said that, I thought, okay, she's pretty open to the spiritual realm of things. So I, I told her, well, sometimes I get messages, sometimes I don't, but if I do, do you want me to share them with you? And she's like, yes, absolutely. But she said, my mom was quite a chatterbox. So, you know, it, it could be quite a lot. And I said, okay. So I, you know, took her ashes and put them downstairs and put some crystals in it and said, okay, you stay here till, till I'm ready to work with you because I don't want you haunting my house. Um, so then when I was working with her, It was unbelievable how much she was saying to the point that I had to get a piece of paper and a pen and write things down because she just talked and talked and laughed. And like, I could just hear her. And that was, I think the most that I've heard from anyone was, was with this particular lady. She was very interesting and telling me stories and laughing and saying things. And and I was writing everything down. And then I took a a picture of my notes and sent them to her daughter. I said, does this sound like your mom? She's like, oh, absolutely. It does. Um, And she also played a trick on me, which was not, which was not funny at all. Um, I had this book that I got that was um, a color astrology book, but it was based on your birthday. It was like a Pantone book that I got from a design firm. And I was, you know, all my friends knew that I had it because I just posted about it or something. So everyone's like, oh, you know, you know, look at my birthday, see who I am. So then she's, you know, I hear her, Oh, do me, do me. I'm like, okay. And on her, the cremation box, it has a tag. So it has the person's birthday and, and the, the day of their passing. So on the outside box, it had a birthday and a, and a cremation date on the inside. It said something completely different. <laughs> I thought, Oh no do I have the wrong person in this box? What is going on? So I took a picture and sent it to her daughter. And I said, have you seen this? She's like, Oh my goodness. Yes. I almost died when I picked it up because these dates are wrong. It is her, 
it's fine. And then I hear her laughing. I'm like, Hey, this is not funny. I was in a panic <laughs> thinking that the, that the cremation, like that the uh, crematorium gave the wrong person in the wrong box. And she thought it was hysterical. And then I said to her, I'm like, your mom thinks this is really funny. And she said, Oh, she would. That's totally her sense of humor. And she just got a kick out of it. But I was quite scared because I did not think that uh, I had the right person. But then I knew I did with all the messages I was getting from her. But yeah, she played a little trick on me, which wasn't very funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love that their, you know, their personality is, is shining through. I just, I love that. Like oh, yeah. what a beautiful confirmation for people, you know, like if it, you know, I, I tell people, you know, if, if your loved one was a soft talker, they continue to be a soft talker on the other mm-hmm. side. They were, you know, like some of my family, they're loud and they're boisterous and you know, right. it is. And yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's the thing. And, and I've had that before where I've said, you know, I might hear something I might not. And, and sometimes it's not like, I'll just feel like a hand on my shoulder. Like I'll feel them just standing there observing what I'm doing. They're appreciative of it, but I don't hear anything. They don't say anything, but I, I just feel them there. And I know their presence is, is still there. Oh, I love that every time. (laughs) I just love that. And and can you show us, uh, you showed us the key. Do you have anything else that you could show us? Um, yes. What do I have here? I've got, um, Oh, here we go. Uh, this is a pendant that I have. I don't know if you can see it very well, but the ashes are the white swirl. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Um, so they've got something like that. Um, the heart shaped ones are quite pretty. Oh, those are beautiful. And again, the ashes are the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a marble that has my cat George inside. Marbles are actually ridiculously hard to make. (laughs) It's not quite round, but it was my first one and it looks pretty cool. So, and that's George. Hi, George. George, my kitty. Yeah. I've got, oh, and this is Jennifer in my ring. So I have a ring. And so the cabochons that I have, I have different sizes. So that's my Jennifer ring. And funny enough, I used to, I used to work with her um, at the company that I was at before. And yes, the energy in that company is interesting, let's say. So I had my ring on and then she's like, why did you bring me back here? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot you, you would not want to come to work with me. So I didn't make that mistake again. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like back to get back to work with me. <laughs> but now I'm in a new job and I love it. And it's wonderful. And she doesn't mind coming with me now. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so fantastic. Um, and now how long, how long is the process? So someone from the time you receive the ashes and then it just depends on what other creations you're making. And then what is yeah. sort of the, a, a general guideline for the timeline? Um, I usually say about a week would, would be fairly, like fairly normal. It kind of just depends because I do work full time uh, during the week. So usually my kiln time is Saturdays and Sundays. So it just depends if someone like, for example, the lady that uh, picked up her ring today, she just dropped off her ashes yesterday. And I had a day turnaround because my kiln was running and I was working and actually was going to be in the studio that day. So, you know, it can be a couple of days, it can be a week, it could be two weeks, but two weeks is usually pretty maximum, um, just depending on what I have on the go and how many orders that I have. Um, Because I also know that you know, not mixing too many different people in the kiln at once is always sometimes a good idea as well. Oh. It can feel a little crowded in there sometimes. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. This is just so fantastic. Um, and so do you see, do you see these, do you see yourself making other things aside from jewelry or do you, do you think it'll just stay, it'll stay in in this avenue, this, this, this Um, probably in this avenue. I, I mean, I can't make anything larger than the pieces that I'm making just because the process that I use is called lamp working. So, um, it is on a smaller scale. If it was glass blowing, you know, you can make, you know, vases and glasses and even stemware, like you could make so many more things, um, if you're working on a larger scale. So mostly, you know, in the jewelry realm or, um, you know, on the skeleton key, I do make little fairy garden mushrooms. So I have put ashes on the tops of those before, and they're really cute. Um, but mostly it is, it is jewelry. So for men, it's a little more difficult. So usually like, you know, the, the skeleton key rings, or I have, these little, um, I just call them fidget beads and it just has a little top in it, top and bottom. That's kind of just handheld or actually I've had some, some men that use it to mark their, their balls when they play golf. <laughs> so it just depends on how you want to use them. I suppose everyone has a different realm. <laughs> I love that. And you know, it's interesting because, you know, you could even, I love that they're, they're taking their loved one golfing and yeah, it's true. You know, like it just, it makes you think, you know, how many it's like their, their, their life continues. They continue to be a part of our, our life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I already know that I, I need to have some things made that's for sure. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can take, you know, I can take my son, Jack, he can come with me when we go to Mexico, he can come with me wherever right. he can, he's a part of that. And it's, exactly. I think there's just such a beautiful gift in having that physical representation of that person. I think mm-hmm. that that is just so, so special. And it's because I mean, you know, and, and people over the years have said to me, Oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, I mean, you can still connect, you know, what's the big deal? Why would you miss them? What is that? We don't have that physical. We don't have that, that thing that we can't hold them. We can't touch them. We can't feel them. And I love, I love what you create because yes, you can, you, they're, mm-hmm. they're there. You can hold them. You can feel them. You can experience them all around you. I just love that. I love it. Yeah. And I actually lately have been making quite a few, um, basically the same sort of thing as, um, let me see if I can find the sort of same thing as, um, a pendant, which would be something like that. But then the top of it just has a loop that people have been hanging them in their uh, review mirrors in their cars to just have them kind of reflect the light and be with them. Because especially people who do drive often, you know, that's a place that you're always going to be that you have, you know, that connection there. So I've been making those a little bit more lately. Oh, I love that. That is so, so amazing. And now if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way that people can reach you? Um, Probably just an email or a text or through Facebook. Um, My Facebook page is where I do get um, a lot of inquiries. And that's a good place because then I can always send uh, images back and forth as well, because I, you know, do post fairly often the different creations that I'm making, but I have a whole catalog on my phone of different things that I've made over the years. So then I can kind of hone it in. If you're looking at a specific color, I can just send messages showing photos of that color just to give an idea. So that's usually the best way to get in touch. Okay, perfect. And we will include all of your contact info, everything in the show notes. So people can, people can find you. And before we wrap up, do you have, is there any other um, story or, or memory that you'd love to share with us? Hmm. What's another one that I can tell you? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I mean, I would say the the thing that always has struck me the most is just the the way that I'm so grateful that I can give this gift for for people for their loved ones. You know, it's when people thank me and they're so excited about it. But it truly is an honor to be able to do this and to have that connection and to give people closure and give them something beautiful that they can have in their life that's representative of uh, of their loved one. So. Yeah, I can't think of any more stories off the top of my head, but uh, I'm just very grateful that um, the legacy, you know, of Jennifer, Darren and Roddy is that, uh, you know, now I'm creating keepsakes for a lot of people. And I think that's really special. I do too. I think the work that you do is, is it's changing lives. And like you said, it's giving closure and what a beautiful, beautiful expression of that love, that that love never dies, that, that we have our loved ones near and dear and what a beautiful way to remember them what a beautiful legacy well i thank you so much for (laughs) taking the time to give us a glimpse into your world how how you create this how it started with jennifer and 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 the story and and where it started where it began and and sort of what it's evolved into and we are just so grateful and i'm i'm sure that you will be very very busy as you continue to (laughs) uh, create and more people find out about you more Mm -hmm. people find out um uh what a beautiful gift that you're giving the world Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me.